welcome to the Focus Podcast. Let's get into it. Uh, it's the, the moment. The F you've been all waiting for. The moment to change all yeah. moments. Yeah. The gay episode. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. dum. And that's it. That's the episode. (laughs) Yeah, wow. So I've basically been... Laura's been training for this her whole life. This is, like, truly preparing for this is, like, the most I've ever cared about preparing for anything. Yeah. I'm like, this is bigger than my undergraduate thesis. Yeah. My master's thesis. This is a thesis. Whatever work I do after... This is a PhD. Exactly. Yeah. And to think after this, studies. I will be a doctor. To, yeah. In Taylor Swift you studies. Will. You will. It's an honor. There's so much to cover. There's so much to cover. And I'm really gonna, I'm gonna let you take the reins. Yeah. I, as an ally, <laughs> am down for the ride. I know. I'm really excited because as I was compiling a lot of things in my very impressive Google Doc, mm-hmm. which soon you will be introduced to. Yes. I'm just so excited to share some of these things because I know that you haven't seen them. Yeah, you know what amazing. I mean? Even like, though I feel like I know a lot of... I, I feel like you I know, know a lot of lot. your work. You know a lot of my work. <laughs> but I'm also like, there are some surprises here. Um, okay, let me ask you a question before we start. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, I think I know the answer, but in your opinion, what is Taylor Swift's gayest album? Mm, her gayest album. I think... Oof. I mean... There are a lot of a lot of contenders. I'm gonna say reputation. That's what I was gonna say. Reputation too. for me really I mean, what I wanted to ask you, but I will answer for myself as well, is when I really reputation was when I was like, oh, no, she's like definitely bi. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh no, this is like for real. Mm-hmm. Where like until that point I was like, I sorta knew about the Diana Agron Wonderland, yeah. whatever, but like none of it really was like super gelled in my mind. I haven't given it a lot of attention, which in hindsight I do find interesting because like I feel like I should have been like all over mm-hmm. those types of theories like at the time, but like I really wasn't until But also like you were into Taylor Swift before you even like knew your own sexuality. Mm-hmm. Also, you know what I mean? Also, so true. I feel like I feel like now when you're introduced to an artist, like you probably much more quicker to like be attuned mm-hmm. to different things. Whereas so like true. when you were like ten, right? Exactly. I was know. like, great song, yeah, about a boy, yeah, I'm for it, yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say Reputation, um, because I feel like it really just like has it opened the floodgates for all that was to come after, mm-hmm. and brought so much into question. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But yeah, when when did you begin to uh, glimpse the gay theories? Well, okay, so I will say that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but yes, you you believe that Taylor Swift is bi. Mm-hmm. You believe she has had relationships with women. Correct. And write songs about them. Correct. I don't really think that. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that, like, I... 80% of me thinks she's just, like, a straight woman. Mm-hmm. And, but, but 20% of me is, 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 like, I'm open to the mm-hmm. theories. And mm-hmm. there's definitely things that you point out that I fully, like, see mm-hmm. or that 
I definitely, you know, and I'm I'm down for the ride. Yes. I'm down yes. to be convinced. But I don't I don't know that I like fully believe mm-hmm. that. For sure. So and just to set this Yeah, and I think that's fair. And that leads me to what I would also just kind of like to preface the episode with in general, which is we don't know. We don't know. It's not our business. It's not our business. It doesn't matter. No. You know, love is love. Love is love. It's Pride Month. It's Pride Month. And, you know, the everything that we'll be discussing is just, you know, a queer lens to view some... Queer theory. Queer theory. Exactly. <laughs> Critical queer theory. <laughs> yeah. To address some, you know, obviously key lyrics, key, song, key songs. Yeah. Some some actions by Taylor mm-hmm. over the years. I also will say, like, I definitely think there are songs about Carly, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I absolutely mm-hmm. think that. I just don't know. Like, I can also see it as just with, like, a friendship mm-hmm. lens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will, I will say, too, yes. I mean, on, on just, like, a serious note, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not here to be making, like judgments no. or assumptions about no. anybody no. and as you said like it's her business I mean everything about her personal life is her business <laughs> you know even though we actually <laughs> act as if it's not yeah um but yeah and like you know we definitely don't know how she identifies or mm-hmm. anything like that and that's okay mm-hmm. and I feel like to even bring it back to I think one of our in the first episode or one of our first episodes when you were talking about like you know seeing seeing Taylor Taylor's work with like a queer lens like is very much tied to your experience mm-hmm. as like a queer person and like coming to her mm-hmm. material from like that personal lens exactly um, yeah which also i think you know just like colors this podcast so just mm-hmm. to yeah just to say that yes and i think it's a great testament to Taylor as an artist whether she is queer or not that she is able to write songs that feel like Mm -hmm. they could anyone write queer stories you know like especially I think we'll get to it but like on folklore and evermore there's so many that like just from the jump I'm like imagining as you know lesbian Mm -hmm. relationships queer relationships whatever and I think that I mean, one, that supports my feeling that, like, she is in some way a part of the community, but even if she's not, like, it just, I think, speaks to her, like, Mm -hmm. her And even if she's not, she's comfortable and maybe encouraging of people taking it there and, Mm -hmm. like, making her songs available to be, like, you know, appropriated by all. Right. All communities. Yeah. I mean, I think even if she is truly straight like she definitely doesn't care that some people don't think that yeah because there's a lot out there you know theorizing that she's not straight right and like and think of how many artists like when that's true they're like they come out and mm-hmm. say whatever whichever way they lean they mm-hmm. like make a statement or yeah. they comment on mm-hmm. it and yeah, yeah, she she definitely hasn't. She, she hasn't done that. Yeah. And I will say another thing too that like obviously the whole point of this podcast is like we enjoy we enjoy the theories mm-hmm. we enjoy going down a rabbit hole exactly. And I feel like this is just like another very like cool way to do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So exactly. So with that, with take that, it away. 
to the Google Doc. Okay, so I'd like to begin with a quote from a fellow gayler on Tumblr. Okay, before um, you start. Yes. Do you want to, how are we structuring this? Are we like going from like through time? Yes. Okay. We'll, be going, we'll be going chronologically. The later, as we get further into it, in the later years, there'll be more specific like lyrics to really discuss. Okay. okay. But I kind of want to, you know, give give a shout out to the the early mm-hmm. some early gay instances, and then we'll Mary Song, her first lover. Exactly. <laughs> Honorable mention to Mary Song, which did not make it into my Google Doc, but we stand. We stand. We stand. Okay. Okay. Now take it away for you. So, um, Aaron. On Tumblr, username 12Clara. Shout out. Shout out to her. Secrecy, fear, and the fragility of love are consistent themes throughout most of Taylor Swift's discography. But why? Mm. For a straight white girl from Pennsylvania (laughs) who has historically dated the same type of interchangeable white man, Taylor Swift has objectively never been oppressed in the act of love. Her love has never had to fight for its rights. In fact, for all intents and purposes, Taylor Swift's love is the type of love that is celebrated. It is straight, and it is white. Yet her music tells a different story. Looking at her lyrics, one would think that Taylor Swift spent the majority of her life being persecuted for her love. She writes about her love being wrong. She writes about hiding her love until the dark hours of night, the only time she believes it to be safe. She writes about being afraid of love almost as much as she writes about enjoying it. As a straight white girl from Pennsylvania, Taylor Swift's narrative of love makes absolutely no sense, unless one of those descriptions isn't true. And she's definitely white. (laughs) (laughs) I propose that the love Taylor Swift writes about, falling in love with your best friend, the raw vulnerability of realizing you're in love with someone you shouldn't be in love with, and the ever-present, wildly intimate and intense levels of emotions in these relationships she's portraying, is actually a near-perfect representation of how queer women experience love in relationships. Wow. So I just got chills, kind of. Yeah. It's empowering. Like, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Erin, for thank that. Thank you, Erin. You've set the tone for yeah. us. Yeah. And that leads us to the early the years early of years. Taylor. I want you to know that Laura's Google Doc has in bold, capital, underlined, the early years. Yeah. It's a, it's a timeline. Yeah. It's a timeline. So, Okay. In, in Taylor's early music, she very consistently writes one without a lot of gender pronouns. Sometimes mm. we get them in there. Um, and also she has a lot of songs that like discuss liking someone through the lens of the woman that that person likes Mm -hmm. so you belong with me invisible are a few examples you know where she's like teardrops on my guitar exactly exactly she's like looking at the other woman to discuss the person that she's in love with kind of Mm, i mean she's the other woman but you know what i mean right just kind of interesting Mm -hmm. um there's also a lot of like interview like compilations of her in her early years talking about like when she's asked about love and relationships and stuff she's always saying like well when I find someone someday when I meet somebody she's not saying Mm. like you know when I find the right guy she's like when I find the right person like Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. um which I just you know I think is interesting to know um and then 
We get to. I wonder, too, if, like, you know how it's such a theme in her earliest work to use names mm-hmm. and, like, guys' names? Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's, a like, a red herring, mm-hmm. if you will. See? And this is, this is an ally at work, friends. Exactly. This is, this She's is like, throw the, them off their track. Exactly. Corey. Exactly. Steven. Exactly. Sam, 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 Sam. Um, so yeah, we, we keep that in mind from the early years. Also, I feel like, don't know, but obviously, you know, when she talks about being a a young teen in school and she talks a lot about her history with like bullying Mm -hmm. and like, I don't know, like not feeling accepted by other girls Mm -hmm. in particular, Mm -hmm. like... I don't know. I feel like yeah. that could also there could be possibly there. be something there. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting that you say that because I was watching, like, Totally Unrelated, an interview of, like, an, a- an out queer actor, like, recently, who was talking about, like, it took me years to realize that, like, everyone else wasn't, like, stressed out at sleepovers. Or, like, Aww. nervous or, like, yeah. anxious, like, around, like, other girls, you yeah. know? And I was yeah. like, it's relatable. Yeah. But, yeah. anyway. I mean, she definitely didn't feel very comfortable mm-hmm. with other girls her age, it seems. Yeah. Which could be for a myriad of reasons, yeah. but. But it's still worth noting. And, and we thank you for that. You're welcome. This, now we're going to get into what is, I think, in the Gaylor fandom, considered perhaps Taylor's first female female relationship mm-hmm. and that is with violinist emily poe mm. where is she now where is she now literally <laughs> she's <saying. laughs> she and this was someone that neither you or i had heard of until like this no fall. we came we came to emily poe late late in the game which is crazy because i know you're gonna get into it but breathe is like one of my faves exactly and i didn't even know and we didn't even know yeah so breathe is the song about emily mm-hmm. it's incredibly emotional isn't the secret note like her name or no the secret note is i'm sorry like over and over and over which is pretty intense if you were just (laughs) but anyway so so there's there's not a ton a ton about emily and taylor but some key moments that i will uh shout out are one there's this sort of like there's this youtube video that taylor made back when she was doing like a lot of youtube Mm -hmm. videos like tour vlogs and stuff right she made a video like for emily Mm-hmm. And it's like all this footage of them together, like on the tour, blah, blah, blah. She holds up this note. I have the picture here of her being like, I love you, Emily, like with a heart at the end. And then there's like another like letter that's like in frame at some point, And it starts out, Emily, I feel as if our relationship has been taken to the next level over the past few months. Oh my goodness. So it's steamy. Steamy. Um, and Emily's like the redheaded violinist, right? Uh, no, I think she's blonde. She's this girl here. Oh, okay. Um, in the infamous gay Texan photo. <laughs> oh my god. Where she... Wait, what is that picture? <laughs> Taylor, Emily, and this man who I, I don't know who he it's is, are standing in front of what seems to be like a train. I don't know what it actually says, but they're standing so that... <laughs> that they... is so funny. <laughs> no, I know. It's amazing. They're standing so they like block out some letters. I don't know what it's supposed to say in full, but the way they're standing, it's it literally reads gay Texan. 
And <laughs> some people believe, I will zoom in, that this man is pointing at them. While, mm. while Emily is pointing at the word gay, but people think he is pointing at the two of them together. They're standing, They're standing very, very close. close. And, you know, what's interesting about this, too, is, like, when Emily... Because Breathe, obviously, is on Fearless. Mm-hmm. So Emily was around in, like, debut days, like, right. early, early days. Right. So I think there's both, like, not a lot of information, but also, like, a lot of wan- random, like, weird shit, like this photo, just, like, <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. You know, like, it's a weird combination yeah. of, like, there's, like, like basically, like, a fan video that Taylor made for her. Right. On YouTube. Right. Yet, who the fuck is this girl? Like, right. it's, like, a uh-huh. weird, like, cross between, like, Taylor's kind of, like, she's not big enough that, like, everything she puts out isn't being, like, mm-hmm. you know, screened. But also, she's not big enough that, like, people are really paying attention right. to this as it's happening, I don't think. Um, and the other thing about Emily is that she was fired from Taylor's tour supposedly for no reason. Mm. It's unknown. And what do we know about, we don't know anything about that, just that she was fired. She was fired, and then, like, or, a or while later, they... We don't know that she was fired, right? Well, I think... I guess we don't know for sure. I think it's that they say she was fired for no reason, and then, like, several months later, in, like, a lyric video, I think, for a song on Fearless, I think it's Change, maybe? Um, It's one of those videos that's, like, it has, like, the little facts going while Mm -hmm. the video's, like, playing. Yeah. And, like, one of, like, the facts is, like, Emily Poe, like, Taylor's violinist on tour, like, left tour to like pursue like a law a law degree and she like left mm. the tour to like go to law school or like whatever so that seems to be kind of like the narrative around it but very much like after the fact okay. so it's it's a muddy situation mm-hmm. um i think i think the theory kind of you know in the gayler world is that she was fired because they were like romantically involved mm-hmm. and her team Taylor's team or whoever was like yeah this is like not happening yeah. so like she has to go mm-hmm. so we get we get that in the early years mm-hmm. now i'm going to cut make a hard and we know cut that, wait talk about uh, how we know the brief is about her mm, yes oh i'm going to pull up the lyrics we may have mentioned this in the fearless episode i don't remember but just to, just to refresh yes yes she's so, yeah she says like it was about a friend of mine Right, right, yeah. She, she did. I wonder if this has like a statement about it. It's a song about having to say goodbye to somebody, but it it never blames anybody. Sometimes that's the most difficult part when it's nobody's fault. Mm, I don't and know. I think there was something else that we found out that even got us like in into knowing like who Emily was, mm, where. Mm-hmm. Where, like, she said, like, it was about someone in my band who left. Like, I think she literally says that at some point, I think. So it's confirmed. Yeah. But, yeah, it's obviously a very, you know, emotionally intense song. I can't breathe without you, but I have to. Never wanted this. Never want to see you hurt. Um, It's never simple, never easy, never a clean break. No one here to save me. You're, you're the only thing I know, like, the back of my hand. Yes, um, she says, okay. Thank you. Um, I came in, and I was like, she's saying, 
in conversation with Colby Calais in the making of Breathe video. Okay. Taylor says, it was total therapy because I came in and I was like, look, you know one of my best friends. I'm going to not have to see anymore and is not going to be a part of what I do and it's the hardest thing to go through. It's crazy listening to a song because you think it'd be about a relationship, but it's really about losing a friend and having a fallout. Just the loss. And what's so interesting about that is if she just left to pursue law school, why would she say, I'm never going to be able to see her anymore? Yeah. Like, that is, like, so extreme, you know? <laughs> I'm obsessed with, like, this website. It goes, it says that the hidden message is, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it goes, it's hard to say goodbye to a best friend, but sometimes it's the best thing for you, everyone, even though it's <laughs> no one's fault. Like, thank you. They're, like, some commentary from my life. And, and we thank you. So, anyway. So, now it's a bit of a jump. Okay. This is, you know, Fearless comes out. Mm-hmm. Speak Now comes out. In, in kind of the, the time between Speak Now and Red. We enter the years where Glee is, you know, in full force. In full force, has taken over America, if not the world. Mm-hmm. Diana Agron of the Glee cast mm-hmm. is one of, you know, many, I guess, you know, hot stars of the moment, mm-hmm. whatever. And I, I encourage anyone who would like more information about this to look up the Swift Gron master post mm. on kaylorevidence.com okay there are a lot Shout of out. there are a lot of master posts what is um, oh Swift Agron, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> their ship name their if you will okay. um so there's a lot there's a lot of really good posts that like catalog like you know like every time they were like out together mm. every time they tweet at each other every time one mentions the other one you know in an interview whatever um and so I guess kind of the narrative at the time was just like, you know, they met, I think at like a Vanity Fair party or something and like became friends and were like... And she's in the secret message for 22. Exactly. That like lists Taylor's friends. Exactly. And she might be in that video too. No, she's not, she's in, the not video. in the video. Okay. Um, all of that is to say she's the one who's really on the scene as Taylor's like on I think maybe like on the Speak Now tour or she's off the tour and like writing Red and then as she's like pr- like promoting Red mm-hmm. um and what's funny actually is if you google like when did Taylor and Diana date like you know how when you google stuff sometimes it's just articles and sometimes like something mm-hmm. like pops up for them something just pops up oh and it God. said they're believed to date from 2011 to 2013. That's amazing. And when you Google the same for Carly, there is not a pop-up. I'll just I'll just put Although it out there. it's definitely not 2011 to 2013. They didn't date for two years. Well, yeah, but I think it's, you that's, know, this is the time. The yeah, time yeah. period, yeah. So, so we'll get into a few key tracks here. Please. First, on Red, everything has changed. In the secret message, as we've discussed in our earlier, um, in our red like deep dive episode the secret message is hyannis port which is where taylor met connor kennedy mm-hmm. or at least was seen with him early in the relationship whatever but in an earlier release of red the album the secret message was spelled instead of h-y-a-n-n-i-s 
H-Y-I-A-N-N-I-S. So people think she did that to make it look like Diana. Like she's purposely spelled it wrong uh, to like look like Diana's like name. Right. I see. Okay. Um, and this is a quote from the master post that I mentioned earlier. Um, Hyannis Port is where Taylor and Connor met, so people assumed this secret message was about him. Except it's not. Some articles say her first date with Connor was July 25th. Taylor then announced Red on August 13th. When did she and Ed record Everything Has Changed? May 28th, making it impossible for the song to be about Connor. She hadn't even met him yet. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Very interesting. Um, another track worth mentioning on Red about Diana is Holy Ground, which I personally feel is about Joe, as we've discussed. Mm. Um, but there is the line in that song, I left a note on the door with the joke we'd made. And there is a picture of Diana's door that like all of her like friends had like written on at some like birthday party or something. And there's a joke like from Taylor like written on it. Mm, okay. So just, you know, yeah, worth noting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you mentioned, 22, a song, you know, mainly about hanging with your gal pals. Yep. Diana is among you know, the some of the women that are in the secret message there. Shout out is my sister's 22nd birthday today. Oh, hey. So, happy birthday. And there you go. Um, it's relevant. <laughs> um, but there's, so I don't know what this was, like, featured in, but there's this picture of the original lyrics to 22, like Taylor's, like, journal of it or whatever. And originally, a, like, verse she wrote was, Sometimes it hits me, we're moving quickly towards something hazy, a future I can't see. Let's break the old rules while we're still 22. You look like bad news. I gotta have you. Mm. So the old rules here may be the rules of heterosexuality. <laughs> maybe. Um, and I also like how this, I feel like this version more explicitly reflects kind of like the interpretation you could have of the song as it is now where it's like she's with her friends she's with her friends she's with her friends and then like at the end she's like you look like bad news like I gotta have you Mm -hmm. as if presumably like some dude has just kind of entered the scene Mm -hmm. but it could just be Be about the friends about the friends um so that's those are kind of like the main tracks that I I see as, you know, with a Diana influence on Red. Yeah. Then we get into 1989, mm-hmm. at which point... A breakup has occurred. There's been a breakup. <laughs> Suddenly, it's not, you know, every day we're out on the town no. in our, like, you know, vintage-looking, like, dresses together. No. And they and Taylor never, like, spoke about her again. No. Or, like, they never were seen together again. Or, right. Like, which, like... Again, that just, like, makes no sense. Yeah. Unless something very intense has happened. hmm You know? Like, I mean, I guess a friend breakup, obviously, is yeah. a possibility. And Taylor does, like, have very few, like, long-lasting friends, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about, like, the squad or, like, mm-hmm. yeah, even the, the other people mentioned in that, like, 22, like, secret message. Mm-hmm. Selena's, like, the only Selena's, one. Selena's, like, the only yeah. one. So... That's, I mean, you know, you could see that as, like, a gay thing. Like, maybe she's, like, dating a lot of people. Exactly. She's dating a lot of women. Or she just, like, yeah. Yeah. 
but it is it is very like interesting I think when you look at you know Emily she had this very close intense friendship maybe more with mm-hmm. totally cut out of her life yeah. Diana she has this very intense maybe romantic relationship with suddenly totally gone mm-hmm. and we'll get to it but Carly too mm-hmm. is totally out of Taylor's life in my opinion but we'll be getting there yeah um so yeah when 1989 comes out like first I will speak to some some key Diana moments one being the song I wish you would in which she sings we're a crooked love in a straight line down but is that, do you see that as specifically tied to Diana or just like a girl? I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be tied to Diana. That's mm-hmm. true. But I do think this, I mean, one, I've always found this line to be incredibly confusing. Wait, I think it, I thought the lyric was, we're a, we're a crooked love in a straight line gown. No. Interesting. Straight line down. What does that even mean? I think it means, well, I think crooked love is supposed to play on straight, meaning not straight. And straight line down means we're doomed because we we don't like fit the mold, kind okay. of. And so this is it's a like, weird line. It's a really weird line. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting song because, like, as we've discussed, a lot of songs on 1989, it's pretty generic overall. Yeah. But this line is weirdly specific and and it kind of stands out it stands out yeah yeah so i feel like that could be in kind of the same way you know in welcome to new york she's like you can like boys and boys and girls and girls like mm-hmm. it's just kind of like this weird like aside where she's like yeah gay people exist hashtag equality now onto the rest of the song yeah like i don't know mm-hmm. like i feel like it's kind of like a yeah it's just a strange it's a strange moment. Yeah. But one worth noting. Um, and then clean. So, according to, you know, the experts on the swift Gone relationship, which I, I truly am not. This is just a crash course here. But it is believed that they broke up around April 2013. I think that's, you know, when things really, like, went quiet for them. Um, Taylor then recorded clean with Imogen Heap. February 2014. And there is a line in Clean where she says, 10 months sober. And she's obviously then written it 10 months after they've broken up. Um, And in the Clean music video, there's a part where Taylor has like all these like flowers like over her hair. And one of the many like early Diana. what? What is this from? This is from the Clean like music video. There is no Clean music. The clean lyric video, or maybe it's like the tour video. Mm, I did find this image to be very weird when I found it. I was like, I don't know, like what this is. I think maybe it's a tour video then. Um, But during during clean for something, she has this like Mm. these like flowers like over her hair, and people think it looks like this picture of her and Diana where they're both wearing these like flower crowns and Diana's kind of like looking down in the way that like Taylor is in in that. Okay. So that's a theory with that one. Um, And then I, the other one I will quickly mention before we discuss Wonderland, which is the most obvious Diana track in my opinion, um, 
the song I Know Places, which in a lot of ways describes, can kind of be looked at in two ways, I think. One, it describes, you know, Taylor Swift as the person is constantly being, you know, followed by paparazzi and can't really, you know, go out and just live like a quote-unquote normal life. Um, But it also seems to really describe the feeling of like being closeted and not being able to, you know, say like, okay, this is who I'm with Mm -hmm. and like we will like be accepted, whatever, whatever. Yeah. While she performed I Know Places... On the 1989 tour, she did come out of a closet as part of, like, the, you know, stage setup, whatever. Um, so those are just, you know, a few 1989 Diana moments, perhaps, um, with the key, key track being Wonderland. Yes. Um, a few key lines from Wonderland... She describes the relationship as new and exciting, curious minds seeming to suggest, you know, wanting to mm-hmm. take a walk on the other side. Yeah. Um, and also, too in love to think straight. Enough said. I mean, it's just, you can't argue with <laughs> it. Um, would, you, would you like to s- speak to why else we know? This is a Diana song. So, yes. So, it's it's been well documented that mm-hmm. Diana Agron is, like, very into Alice in Wonderland because mm-hmm. she's, like, so cool. Exactly. <laughs> it's, like, an amazing And trait. wasn't her, like, Instagram... What was her Instagram? Wasn't, like, her Instagram bio or something? And her, like, Tumblr, too, I was think. Like, or, like, Wonderland was. Girl. Mm-hmm. Or, like, something, something like, like that. Like, down the rabbit hole. People yeah. know that she is, like, into that. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that this song is all about that, and then, yeah, there's these lyrics about, like, we all know what happens to... To curious minds mm-hmm. speaks to like okay maybe there was something there and they like shut it down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for like fear of whatever yeah but I was gonna ask you like I don't know if you have a sense of this but do you think with all of these different like let's say she is queer in some way mm-hmm. and she is do you think that she's intentionally like dropping hints or do you think that you know what I mean? I like, do. do you think she's intentionally, like, walking through a closet on her tour? Or mm. do you think, or, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I think, I think, especially during stuff we'll get into in more recent years, she's doing it on purpose. I think some of the earlier stuff I'm less sure mm-hmm. about. I mean, I do think, like, walking through a closet, I feel like she had to have done that on purpose Mm -hmm. because that feels very, like, like, what a a strange, random thing to do, like, if not. Yeah. Um, But I, yeah, it's interesting, though, because I sort of feel like, I don't know, I feel like 1989 is an album in a way where, like, she sort of is maybe trying to, like, get her feet wet in terms of, like, even just, like, addressing the gay community. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, like, I think we maybe talked about this on the pod already, but, like, even just the line in Welcome to New York, like, you can want who you want, boys and boys and girls and girls, was so, like, under the radar. Yeah. Like, it was really just kind of, like, 
not given that much like attention not that it like needs to be given that much attention but like right and i think people thought because it was right after new york passed marriage equality right so people were like oh she like lives in new york now and she's like addressing this most recent Mm -hmm. event exactly exactly so i feel like it's kind of like all of the things that we sort of you know catalog from this time period are sort of like maybe she's like tiptoeing towards like towards it or towards doing something more like you know overt or whatever Mm -hmm. but I I do think like because it is so much like her personality and her character to be like to plan out every detail to Mm -hmm. tease like every Mm -hmm. like like everything that like at this point in her career as we get up to like you know present day I think there's like no way that like she's done everything that she's done accidentally yeah yeah yeah. and accidentally yes, fallen into right this life for like yeah like kind of 1989 or like rep- definitely reputation onward mm-hmm. i think for sure i was just i wasn't sure about like some of these mm-hmm. these earlier ones if you felt like these were intentional things or she just kind of was like as you say like getting her feet wet mm-hmm. or just yeah I, I didn't know yeah no I think it's a good I think it's a good question and I I mean I I, I, mean, I don't know if any of this is true but like I don't I definitely don't know but I think as we get into later years like it feels more intentional yeah because then some of this she, like she doesn't breathe without exactly. an intention exactly yeah, for sure yeah whereas yeah like I don't know on Right, like, some of their... Right, and that kind of goes back, to to what I was saying about, like, the Emily stuff, where it's, like, there's just so much random shit out there. Because she's not, like, combing through everything. Yeah, she's just, like, oh, yeah, like, Emily, like, here's this, like, video, and it's, like... Right. It's, yeah, it's just, like, a totally different approach than, like, what she has now, obviously, in her career in general. Um, So, a few other, like, notes for just, like, the 1989 era separate from Diana um another song that has a lot of potentially could be considered you know queer lyrics new romantics when she says we show off our different scarlet letters trust me mine is better could be like she has she has a secret okay and it could be that she's gay um the rumors are terrible and cruel but most of them are true Mm. what rumors one might ask and also, we switch sides like a record changer, switching over to the the female female no, side, right. if you yes, will. Yes, yes. Um, okay, now now I have a clip to share. Ooh. So I had not heard this until literally like two days ago, as I was like preparing for this. Wow. Um, Jack Antonoff did an interview, you know, in the 1989 era, like, talking about, I think just, like, music in general, but mentions, like, working with Taylor Swift. Um, what I, how I'll, mm, I'm just, I'm trying to decide if I want to set it up, if I want to just play it and then discuss. I think I'm just going to play it. Okay. If there's a higher, there's a better chance that if I have the room work working with a woman, then we're going to get along. She's not going to say, like, this dude fucking gave it to me last night. Like, he yeah. to leave. Or, like, I just I just piled through, you know, these four guys over the weekend. <laughs> You're not going to have that conversation with Taylor Swift? That, no. <laughs> okay. I like women, and particularly gay women. So yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is she gay? 
Wait, okay. Yeah, I'm no, so, I know. Wait, There's, wait, like, wait. so much. Yeah, like, and that was, like, probably too quiet because my phone sucks. But, so basically, in the interview, he's talking about working, Jack's talking about working with women and okay. how he prefers to work with women. Okay. And he and the interviewer are talking about, like, yeah, because, like, you know, you're, when you're working with women and, like, they're not going to be like, oh, I had sex with, like, all these guys, like, through the weekend and, like, be, I don't know, mm, I guess, like, like, douchey. Yeah, okay. like, whatever. Okay. And Jack's like, yeah, like, that's why I, like, like working with women. And then the interviewer says, so you're not having that conversation with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, Taylor's not coming in and being like, I had sex with Harry Styles last night. Right. You know, whatever, whatever. And then Jack says, no, definitely not. I like working with women, particularly gay women. I think he says particularly secretly gay women. Doesn't he say secretly gay? Oh, interesting. Wait, play, play that part again. Interesting. Maybe um, I just, maybe again, I just the allies were. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, I think just gay, gay women. And I was re- I was hoping for that. I would literally <laughs> fucking die. Like, I would die. And, like, okay, so who are even other gay women that he's worked with? Only St. Vincent, right? Like, who else? Well, so it's interesting because... Then in the inter- the interviewer kind of like pauses, and then he says, "Wait, is she gay?" And obviously, like Jack's like fuck or like whatever. So he's like he's kind of like I couldn't find like a continued clip of it, but I found like a transcript where he's like, I guess next he says something about like, "Oh no," but like Tegan and Sarah, like he just like throws like Tegan and Sarah like in there and is like a couple of famous gays. Conversation now, yeah. so I don't know. Take with it what you will, yeah. but it seems like they're talking about Taylor Swift, and then he's just like, "Gay women." Yeah, that's it's it's pretty damning. It's pretty damning. <laughs> so love that. Then there's this Tumblr post where someone like took. Oh wait, why is this not the full thing? Okay, well. This is not linked to the correct post, but someone made this post that was, like, it had a picture of Taylor, like, with her, like, passport or something. And then it had a picture of, like, Carly and Taylor, like, holding hands. And it said, like, there were some different comments on it, and one of the comments was, I can make the straight girls gay for the weekend, Mm -hmm. like, playing on blank space. Right. Because of the other line, grab your passport and my hand. Mm -hmm. That's why those, like, pictures are there. Okay. Right? And so then the caption is like, I can make the straight girls gay for the weekend. And Taylor Swift liked that post. Wow. So think wow. about that. Think about that. Um, there's also, if you know, you want to go down a YouTube rabbit hole, there's a lot of YouTube videos that are like compilations of Taylor Swift. Like, Wait, I want to watch that later. Yeah, we'll watch it later. Okay. Um, of Taylor Swift like flirting with like female like interviewers. And most of them are from, at least of the compilations I've watched, because I've watched a few, um, are from, like, late Red and, like, all, like, 1989, I mean, like, 1989 era. is the year of the squad. Is the year mm-hmm. of the girl squad. Yes. You're spending a lot of time with ladies. A lot of time with the ladies. Um, yeah, there's, like, a few, like, there's this one interview where she's, like, makes up, like, a couple name for her and, like, the interviewer. Mm-hmm. And, like, another one where she's, like... The interviewer's, like, you know, like, complimenting Taylor on, like, how she looks or whatever. And she's, like, but you are, like, so gorgeous. <laughs> and, like, all this, like, stuff. Like, there's just, like, some vibes. So, yeah. We'll be watching this okay. later. Um, and then I guess Taylor had some, like, emojis during this time. Okay. Tay emojis, if you will. <laughs> as, they're, as they're fondly called. And one of them she has is 
April 26th for National Prepsil Day. Okay. April 26th is also Lesbian Visibility Day. Okay. And as we'll get to in a few years... And lesbians love pretzels. She'll be releasing me also on Lesbian Visibility Day. Mm-hmm. We'll be discussing that. Okay. Um, just a little just a little fun, like, side note there. Okay. Um, I will also give, you know, an honorable mention to... There's a lot of clips of Taylor singing like performing and saying like she instead of he or like you know her instead of him whatever i personally don't know how much to take that as serious myself Mm -hmm. because i feel like you know you're singing the same songs night after night you're you're gonna like say a different pronoun right right also, I don't like know. she and he, especially with like bad audio. No, like, exactly. Can you really exactly. Tell? Um, but just want to shout it out as a thing that is happening some during this era. Okay. It's, you know, we're noting it. And also, it's during this era that she does a cover for like BBC Radio 1 of Riptide, Vance Joy mm-hmm. song. And she has this like, before she like performs it, she like talks for a little bit about it. And she's like, she makes a big deal kind of of saying like I wanted to like do this song perform this song and see what it would be like if a girl sang it and like how that would like change the song right but then she like doesn't change any of the pronouns in the song or anything Interesting. Mm-hmm. like so and obviously like if it, you're doing a cover like there's no like it's kind of weird to change the pronouns there's no name. I always think it's like so excessive it's so it's excessive like, okay, we get it but I do think it's interesting to note just because she has that moment beforehand right where she's right. like I want to like that see what like this would be like set it up as if right as she if, was gonna like change the pronouns right so, so that's just of note okay um and now it's a hard cut into everything Taylor everything Taylor Carly Klaus Taylor Swift the hot it girls on the scene um so Carly kind of you know pokes her head in at the end of the red era with the Victoria's Secret fashion show performance Mm -hmm. she's there for all of 1989 era tour everything yeah and then we get to reputation and it's a pretty quick drop off yeah into nothing so once again similar to Taylor and Diana like if you want to go down deep dives mm-hmm. you can go down deep there dives there are so many pics of these two together holding hands especially, cuddling especially because holding they on did, to each other like they also did like like professional things together yes. like they did that Vogue cover together yes. and like all the Vogue videos and mm-hmm. like so not only is there like you know fan fan stuff but mm-hmm. also just like literal yeah, stuff that they like intentionally publicly yes. did together. Yes, they were very, very public, mm-hmm. and I think part of the reason why they were so public, and also just the squad in general, was so public because this is the time when Taylor was getting a lot of shit for like quote unquote dating too many guys, right? And like just like going through guys all the time, and like she's not feminist and mm-hmm. she's not whatever, right? So she really like pivoted and was like, no. I love women. Yeah. I'm feminist. I right. have girls around me all the time, blah, blah, blah. And so I do think that there is an element of Carly and Taylor's relationship, friendship, whatever, that did sort of spring from 
a bit of a PR like lens. Mm-hmm. Like I think they met and probably became friends, but I think they also were both like, okay, mm-hmm. we're like gonna, you really know, lean into re- this. Exactly. We look identical. Right. We're gonna like, like yeah. you know, play this up, whatever. Um. So so yeah, they do a lot of press together, and I think. What's interesting about that is a few years later when we get the Lover music video, there's the different rooms that are supposed to represent the different albums, and in the 1989 room, she and her, like, love interest are in the fishbowl. Like, they're, like, you know, like, on display, you know, quote-unquote, for, like, everyone in the world, Um, which they very much were. Like, Mm -hmm. they were, like, I mean, just, like, everywhere together. Um... They also, at one point, took a vacation together to Big Sur. And there's, like, a lot of, like, Instagram posts from them both. Like, from the trip, Taylor teased the lyric from You Are In Love, like, you feel it on the way home. Like, on a mm. post of them, like, when they're coming back from really? the trip. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Which is, like, yeah, crazy. Um, and then in her Vogue 73 questions when the guy asks her, like, where should I take my wife on her, my, our anniversary, she says Big Sur. Damn. So, they fucked at Big Sur. <laughs> it's facts. It's facts. Um, and then, also, there are some, some very blurry, but there, gifts and videos of them very heavily, like, cuddling and perhaps kissing slash making out at a 1975 concert. Like you do. Like you do. And who's even heard anything from the 1975 since that moment in time? No one. And they're very, like, tucked away. Like, clearly mm-hmm. they didn't know they were being. Like, right. the only photographs are, like, other fans of the concert yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it definitely reads as, like, a moment that they thought was very private. Yeah. And, like, unfortunately was yeah. made public. Um, and we know this is a move of Taylor's because, like, think of all those videos now of, like, her and Joe at different concerts. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always when she's, like, the most pda mm-hmm. Is, like, kissing at an Ed Sheeran concert. Yeah, and, and like, like, stuff like that. So, yeah. No, it's so true. Trend. So true. Love the energy. Um, okay. So, another thing that I was not aware of until recently is... This potential read of Wildest Dreams, specifically the Wildest Dreams music video, and how it relates perhaps to Carly, Taylor, and Josh. Josh being Carly's now husband. Kushner. Boo. Boo. Who she was dating the whole time that Taylor and Carly were best friends. Mm -hmm. Um, So, first, before... There's the line in Wildest Dreams, red lip classic thing that you like. Before the That's song... That's style. Oh, sorry. That's in style. You're right, you're right. Okay. That's in style. But before that song came out, Carly did this, like, interview where she was like, Taylor, like, always has, like, the perfect, like, red lip, and it's, like, mm. so, like, I don't know. like it's, it's, like, so striking how she can, like, always do it, whatever. So there's that. And then, remember, when we were doing our deep dive, we were like, who's tall that, like, Taylor has dated? Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, Carly's tall. <laughs> so, yeah. so tall, handsome as hell. Carly Claus, I guess. <laughs> um, 
And also, apparently, Carly is, like, obsessed right, with giraffes. Right, because this is before she was, like, publicly dating Calvin Harris. And exactly. she's, like, literally never dated anyone else. Tell except for John Mayer, and the song is not about him. Exactly. But, like, who's she singing about? Harry Styles and his 5'8 ass? No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. no, no. Um, so, so, apparently, Carly loves giraffes. It's okay. just, like, a thing about her. It's so like her person. It's kind of, like, her thing. And there's a lot of, like, giraffes, among other animals, in the Wildest Dreams music video. Mm-hmm. And also, so, the story of the music video, and I have to, I have to give um, credit here to an episode of the podcast What I Will Say, which is a Gaylor podcast. Very good. Look it up. Friends. Shout who, out. Who want more content from the Gaylor fans, um, for this analysis of the music video, which is, it tells the story of, you know, Taylor's playing this, like, actress who's in love with her her love interest in a movie they're acting in. Yes, that's the word. Thank you. (laughs) Her co-star. And then at the end of the video, they go to the premiere, and he's with his, like, fiancé, girlfriend, whatever. Mm -hmm. And she is left feeling devastated. Yeah. Um... So, as was pointed out in this episode of the What I Will Say podcast, um, the Met Gala in 2014 is the Met Gala that Taylor and Carly got ready together for, did the red carpet together for, did a lot of press together for. Mm -hmm. But inside, Carly sat with Josh, who she didn't walk the carpet with, and Taylor was, like, seated somewhere else. Mm. And so the theory is that the story of Wildest Dreams is supposed to mimic that, um, like, we're together in public, me and you, the co-stars, but then behind mm-hmm. the scenes you're with this other person, that person being Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, their dresses are somewhat similar, like, Carly's dress is, like, black and gold, and then Taylor's is kind of this, like, white, like, blush. Mm -hmm. So, you know, perhaps. Um, And I also want to note that this is the dress, the 2014 Met Gala dress is the dress that Taylor, like, buries herself in, in the Look What You Made Me Do video. I did not know that. Which I think speaks to what was happening, perhaps, during this time. So, you know, we leave that there. Um, I mentioned the You Are In Love tease with the Big Sur vacation. There's another line in You Are In Love, you two are dancing in a snow globe round and round. And when they first, the first time Taylor did the Victoria's Secret fashion show, when she and Carly were on the runway, it, they made it look like it was snowing. Okay. So, you know, just a note there. Um... Now, as we transition into the reputation era, I'd like to read for you a few tweets from Calvin Harris. All right. This is, and it's a little bit confusing because he mentions 2018. He's tweeting this in 2017, but he's talking about 2016. Okay. It it was confusing when I read it the first time, but he's, he's tweeting it in 2017. He begins, last year, so 2016. I grew a big old beard in order to be taken seriously by the Grammys as a producer. It worked to an extent, 
my producer of the year nomination came through and I was happy the beard was performing as well as I hoped. But unfortunately this weekend I learned that even a new beard has its limitations. On Sunday I lost out to the incredible Greg Kirkston. A big old beard can only take you so far. An important lesson learned that I am happy to pass forward to all of you good people. Now my beard is gone, the experiment completed, and I can move forward with 2018. God bless and thank you for your support. I'm shocked by this. I know. Isn't this, like, insane? Okay, we all know what a beard is. We all know what a beard is. And it's also crazy because the reason this feels so shocking to me is Please. because we know that Calvin likes to take Taylor down and tweets. He does. To try to take He tries. He because tries. He's tried time and again. After they broke up, he tweeted all those, like, you know, stop trying to bash me just mm-hmm. because you don't have Katy Perry to take down. Like, you're not going to take me down. Yeah. And, like, just very, like, calling her out, like, for shit that she, that she clearly told him in confidence, mm-hmm. like, fat blood is about Katy Perry or whatever. Because mm-hmm. at that point, like, it was She still, was not addressing that, like, narrative. Right. And so, yeah. like, the fact that he did was mm-hmm. crazy yeah so yeah this is like insane and it it keeps us up at night you and know it kind of makes sense because like he got so much out of dating her right like people right. like he got remember they were like on the like most money making couple mm-hmm. list or mm-hmm. like just all that I mean, stuff everything, like of every course. bit of attention he got during that of the song with Rihanna that she like wrote on, like yeah. everything, and Damn. and it's interesting too. I think to note that like up until this point, as we were talking about last time, like this was her first like long term relationship, mm-hmm. and it's coming after these years of this narrative around her being like she dates so many guys, she mm-hmm. dates so many guys, like you you know run from her boys. Right. It's not safe for you here. Right. Like and so he comes in as this guy to like, you know, date her for PR or whatever. The point is that they're in this like long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. And then it all comes wow. to the surface. Wow. So that brings us right into the reputation era. So, as we said at the beginning, Reputation is really the album that screams gay, Mm -hmm. that screams, you know, by theories about Carly are really hot at this point, like, you know, whatever, whatever. Do you know if Jack, when did Jack work on St. Vincent's album? Was it before Reputation? Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Just because I feel like also... I don't know if this makes sense or if you would find this true, but, like, don't you feel like Reputation is the most, like, sonically gay? Mm, just in that mm-hmm. it's, like, so... Yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, this very, like, maximalist pop. Yeah, yeah. That is pretty... It, it's her only album like that. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like... I don't know. Yeah. She just really, like, leans into She that. does. She does. I like that. I like that assessment. Um... So, before we get into the many gay tracks, I want to highlight, um, actually a commercial that Taylor did during the Reputation era. It's an AT&T commercial. She, Andy Samberg's also in it. Um, basically in the video, like, she's, like, in someone else's house, 
like eating their food. They come home. She hides in the closet. She gets locked in the closet. She can't get out even when like the person like leaves the house or whatever. So she climbs through the vents and the vents like drop her down into like a studio. And then she starts like singing in the studio. Mm -hmm. So this I think is a metaphor. <laughs> For how Taylor Swift. But you can't actually think that because that would mean AT&T came up with that concept. I'm just putting it out there okay. for the people. Okay. She couldn't come out of the closet, so she had to come out through song. <laughs> through an AT&T commercial. Through an AT&T yeah, commercial. Be. Because capitalism is gay now. Okay. Happy Pride. <laughs> um, anyway, just wanted to throw that in there. But the, the tracks to discuss, first we have Don't Blame Me. In which there is the lyric, but now I'm your daisy. I once was Poison Ivy, but now I'm your daisy. And someone has, you know, graciously compiled a few images here. Firstly, the post that Carly made coming home from the Big Sur trip where she tags Taylor as this a daisy. This is like so much. I can't even handle this post just as a post. No, I know. Her caption is best, period. Road trip, period. Ever, period. Like, Jesus. No, I know. I know. Like, you and I are the bestest of friends. We're literally obsessed with each other, and, like, we would never do something that gay. No, no, I, <laughs> trust me, I know. We're trust like, me, I know. We're, like, best road trip ever. Having the best sex Exactly. It's amazing, like, going down on each other for hours in Big Sur. And it's, like, what? So, yeah. So yeah, she tags, that's, like, really weird. It's, it's intense. She tags Taylor, you know, as the daisy. Then... We have the, like, handwritten, you know, lyrics of Taylor writing, don't blame me. She has a little daisy drawn by the word daisy. Then we have in the You Need to Calm Down video, which we'll get to later, there's a daisy on the fence post. And oh. also, when she leaves the trailer, she, which is burning, she has the daisy in her drink. Interesting. So... It's hard to know how to interpret this exactly. I mean, this is obviously her gayest music video, yeah. the You Need to Calm Down video. So it seems to be a reference, perhaps, to her relationship with Carly, though, in my personal opinion, at this point, that relationship is over. Yeah. Um, there's also some things I've seen about, you know, a parallel with the song Ivy, where she's like, now I'm, like, covered in you. Mm. as like a parallel to the I once was poison ivy now I'm your daisy maybe ivy's like the okay. other perspective mm -hmm. something you know it's in the conversation um so it goes one of my favorite reputation tracks mm -hmm. um there's a lot of references here to being like a magician illusionist kind of like you know we're showing one thing but really it's another mm -hmm. which is a big theme on reputation um but there's also a line, which again, this is something that even I, as a gay, learned pretty recently, which is the line where she says, where are you like a necklace? Mm -hmm. That actually means, in urban dictionary terms, like going down on a woman. What? Yeah. So if you, if you Google like, what does, you know, wearing me like a necklace means, it is 
quote, when lesbians perform the act of cunnilingus. No, oh And God. that is, like, what is on Google. <laughs> that is crazy. I know. I know. So, you know, just keep it in mind. Um, then we have the song Gorgeous, which is an insane song, as discussed. Gorgeous is a terrible song. Audrey fucking hates it. I hate it. And, like, song. I get it. Um... There's, the energy here is just, you know, complete pining, just, like, wanting this thing that, like, you can never have, so unattainable, so out of reach. Mm -hmm. Joe Alwyn? (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) Um, Similarly to, you know, as as we discussed in earlier works, you know, she's not... She's not saying who she's singing about is a guy or a girl, obviously. She does say, if you've got a girlfriend, I'm jealous of her. This, of course, Wait, works either way. Wait, is this the way. song in the secret sessions that she was like, tell everyone it's about Joe? Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. Which I Which just also funny. find interesting. Yeah. Because. Like, make sure everyone knows. Yeah. This is yeah. I am. Um, you ruined my life by not being mine. What does that mean exactly? Carly was with Josh the whole time they were together. Mm-hmm. Joe seemingly was single and available to date immediately. So <laughs> you have to wonder. You have to wonder. Um, and then, then we get dancing with our hands tied, which we did discuss a lot already. Mm-hmm. Um, but some key lines here are "loved you in secret," "deep fear that the world would divide us," and also she mentions an invisible locket. As if, you know, she cannot publicly wear wear this uh, love mm-hmm. on her neck outwardly, as she has with all her boyfriends with every historically, other boy, yeah. and, and with Joe. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, you know, loved you in secret, it's... It can be applied to the fact that, like, she was canceled during this time, and so she and Joe were, like, in hiding, and, like deep fear that the world would divide us I guess is because could be seen as because of the media storm that surrounds whoever she dates whatever I think these lyrics are a good example of like a a song where like it really could have both lenses Mm -hmm. kind of in the same as like I know places and like some of a lot of her like later songs too as we were mentioning earlier like there is this narrative with Joe that like does fit, mm-hmm. but there's also like another way to interpret it. I agree with that. Perhaps, given given the timeline with Carly, at least we would think with Carly, right? Or just a neutral gay force. I right. don't know. Then we have dress, which what I will say about dress is when I. So, when I started dating my, my current partner, mm-hmm. um, it was, I guess it would have been a few months after Lover came out, mm-hmm. and I mentioned, like, at one point, I was like, oh yeah, like, Taylor Swift has, like, a lot of, like, gay songs, or, like, Taylor is bi, or, like, whatever. I said something. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> because, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, no, like, I'm gonna, like, play you some songs, mm-hmm. and, like, you'll see what I mean. I I start with dress, obviously. Yeah. Because it is the gay track of all tracks. And literally immediately they were like, 
oh my god, <laughs> like this is gay as fuck. And I was like, yes, I was not lying. Um, so you know, just a fun, just a fun story there. Very um, fun story. Some key lines here. Our secret moments in a crowded room, they've got no idea about me and you. Taylor and Joe at this time had been photographed together like maybe twice. Mm -hmm. She and Carly, on the other hand, had been plastered all over the world for a couple years. We we sit with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone thinks that they know us, but they know nothing. Once again, right. I see your point. Like, no one didn't really knew know. anything about Joe until right. Reputation was already like coming out, basically. Yeah. Versus, obviously, Carly and Taylor were like plastered over like mm-hmm. everything in the media, etc. And then, of course, we have "I don't want you like a best friend," mm-hmm. folks. It goes without saying. Yep. It's a Carly track. Um. There is also the, especially because even though she tries to suggest it in paper rings, Taylor Swift has never gone from like friends to dating someone. No, exactly. And I, I think mean, no girl ever has. <laughs> no, that's a fake. Narrative. It's a but fake anyways. narrative. Um, yeah, but, and I think yeah. that's a good that's a good point too because I think that like paper rings is an example of a way that like kind of similarly that she does in the bridge of dress where I think she tries to, like, insert Joe into the narrative, Mm -hmm. where she's, like, you know, flashback to when you met me, my buzz cut, or your buzz cut, my hair Mm -hmm. bleached, in dress. And then in Paper Rings, too, she's kind of, like, calling back to, like, remember how we were, like, friends? Like, as she tells the story in dress. Right. Even though they were not fucking friends. Right. So. um, it, It is also, I couldn't find anything that, totally that confirmed this but in one of the things that I was like listening to or reading or whatever about Kayla in the last few days mentioned that they perhaps had their first meeting at the Met Gala in 2011 Mm. and in the song she says flashback to when you met me and people think that means because you know she and Joe met at the Met Gala and that's when her hair was bleached and when her hair was bleached etc um and at the 2011 Met Gala, Carly was wearing a gold dress. So. We know all her symbolism with gold. We do. Um, so, yeah. And again, there's also a performance she does of New Year's Day, like, Wait, a while. Wait, what is that buzz cut separate that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, obviously, as we said, the lyric is, you know, your buzz cut, my hair bleached. In, I guess, like, the reputation, like, booklet. Remember how there was, like, that, like, yeah, she made, like magazine or whatever? There's, in the lyrics for this, she has, like, buzz and cut, like, as two different words instead of one word. And mm. the... the There could be your buzz on alcohol. Cut. My hair bleached. Like, cut to. Mm. Your buzz. Okay. My cut my hair bleach. Okay. It's a stretch. I like that. I like that. It's also at this Met Gala, the the one she's like supposedly actually talking about. Also we've never seen pictures of Joe with a buzz cut. I mean I'm not saying he didn't have it. Love it. But we don't know. Love where your head's at. Carly also cut her dress at the Met Gala. So. In 2011? No. At the the one that 
she's Jay like actually together. talking about the one where Taylor's hair is bleached. Joe was supposedly there. Oh. She's dancing with Tom. What do you mean her dress was cut? Like she like cut the skirt of her dress while at the Met Gala. Carly? Yeah. Why? I don't know. But there's like Weird. she okay. like posted like an Instagram story or something where she's like, LOL, like cutting my dress. Okay. So people think perhaps it's a reference to that. Okay. Could be a reference to that as well. Um, you know, who's to say? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the energy at this Met Gala was chaotic AF. Yeah. Because that's when there's the Tom Hiddleston and Taylor, like, dancing. I think at this point she hasn't technically broken it off with Calvin. Carly is supposedly the one who, like, filmed Taylor She hasn't broken it off with Calvin because, remember, she posted that Instagram wearing his jacket? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, her There's, like, so much happening. Yeah, there's so much happening. Um, Another... Another notable, you know, where she uses different pronouns in songs is she's, like, she performed New Year's Day at, like, the time, time 100 something or other, and sings I Want Her Midnights. Again, I personally don't put a lot of weight on that. Yeah. But I mention it all the same. Okay. Um, and what's interesting about this, too, is, you know... As we said, Carly and Taylor are really reigning supreme throughout 1989. Then Reputation comes. Carly's basically dropped off the scene, but she does attend the Reputation tour the night of her bachelorette party, which is very strange, I feel. Interesting. Like what? I didn't know that it was that night or what that even means. Yeah, I don't know. But there's the picture, what I feel like is, like, the last, like, picture of them, Mm -hmm. like, ever together from, like, backstage at that, like, show. Which was also, like, again, just so PR because Mm -hmm. at that point, like, they clearly weren't friends anymore. Like, they Mm -hmm. weren't talking. Mm -hmm. They did nothing publicly. But people were like, are they friends? They were like, we'll take a selfie. And be like, of course we're still friends. Right. Even though they weren't. Exactly. Um, And honestly, there's, like, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things about Carly that I think, like, in hindsight, very much, like, taint kind of this, like, image of them that I had of, like, oh, they're, like, in this, like, secret relationship, and, like, they're in love, and, like, whatever, because I do think Carly, and, you know, we'll get into it, but I think Carly really, I mean, she definitely fucked Taylor over in, like, a huge way. Mm-hmm. And I also think she's still kind of, like, riding, like, like, I think she still kind of, like, wants to ride the attention of, like, her and Taylor as this, like, force Mm -hmm. in a way that, like, is not okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, there's a lot of things about, like, different, like, like, you know, Taylor, like, will do something, and then, like, Carly makes, like, an Instagram caption that, like, kind of, like, references it, Mm -hmm. or, like, you know, she recent, most recently, she, like, posted a picture that, like, showed this, like, candle that, like, Taylor had once, like, promoted in, like, something, like, just, like, being in her house, and, like, I don't know, just, like, some weird, I just feel she has a weird energy overall. Yeah. Um, Oh, a thousand percent. 
and you know Taylor definitely learned that sometime after what I believe to be a very intense uh, illicit affair if you will um so yeah that that brings us to the lover era which we're gonna we're gonna stop here we're gonna for leave today you more Exactly. Come back for part two. Exactly. Pride month is every month. Pride month is every month. And we'll be back to discuss Lover Era on. Stay next time. tuned.